The following podcast is rated M for mature audiences only. Uh, too bad we're not mature. What time is it? Energy, energy. Yeah, yeah. What time is it? Energy, energy. Yeah, yeah. What time is it? Energy, energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Time to boost the energy. Stay here and hear what unites our communities. Time to meet your reality because we keep it real. It's the energy podcast that'll make you feel like you're hearing true authentic people. Stories turning like the real. And its secrets and mobility Jumping topic to topic with cheetah-like agility yeah, yeah. Our ability is to capture your ears Lessons of life that can help maybe conquer your fears Release a few tears, enjoy or pain Our teachings always here for you through the sun or the rain yeah, yeah. And who am I? Just another neighborhood friend Time to explain the new neighborhood trend Welcome to our energy podcast Where our world and yours will internally last You let me hint What up, my people? Welcome to the Energy Podcast. That's right. We are bringing you the energy, whether it's high or low. The energy will be brought. I'm your host, Rafa, or I still meant to call me Rafa, on this hot mic. And you'll hear my lovely co-host, Erks, a.k.a. Erica, in one of the following segments. Now, before we move on to the next segment, or as I like to say, the juicy stuff, I want to acknowledge the great people that helped make this podcast possible first and foremost i want to thank my boy dj gator for producing the track you just heard on the intro next my boy tie tie to fly aka sly bandit who's the voice you just heard rapping on the intro to this podcast next i'd thank my longtime acquaintance and one of the funniest people i know mr antonio or as others call him anthony he was in the chorus with me with myself and I, I'm kidding, and my best man, Raulito. Speaking of my best man, none of this would be possible without my guy, Mr. Raulito, a.k.a. Raul, as others like to call him. I'd like to thank him for being on the chorus, but also for providing some of the artistic material that made this podcast possible. Last, but definitely not least, my life partner, Eric Scavidia. That is right. She just changed her last name. So now she's a G just like me. Without her, I would not be in the position that I am today, bringing you this energy podcast. Now, let's get into the next segment. In this segment, there are a few things that I want to discuss. This will include one of the reasons that I've taken this long to finalize the first episode of this podcast. My vision for the podcast, go for the podcast. And the format of the podcast. First and foremost, I want to express that it has been difficult to get this podcast launched. Some of you listening to this podcast right now know that I've been going through a lot of changes. Changes that have improved my life. Changes that have allowed me to experience things that have deeply impacted me. And changes that have definitely caused some stress. However... I wouldn't take back anything that I've experienced in the past few months because these changes have made me a better human being. With that being said, what is my vision for this podcast? What are my goals? What are my objectives? After months of toying with ideas in my head, I recognized that this could be a complete disaster and a shit show. However, 
it'll be my disaster and shit show. If no one listens to this podcast, it's all right. If people do listen to this podcast, that is okay too. Why am I so nonchalant about the podcast? Well, because of the vision that I have for the podcast. My vision for this podcast is one where I pay homage to my family. The people that have supported me no matter what. How will I do that? I don't know about everybody else's family, but my family kept records of each stage of life through the use of photo albums. So this podcast, in a way, can be seen as a vocal photo album of sorts. And that is my way of paying homage to my family, familia. Because we will also use Spanglish in this podcast, as it is part of who I am. Some of you listening may relate to what I am saying, and probably have photo albums in your homes that are thicker than the Bible. Shoot, your photo albums might be thicker than three volumes of the World Encyclopedia. Some of you may know what that is, some of you may not. And if you don't, look it up on Google. In addition to paying homage to my family, you'll be joining me on a personal journey, a journey of personal discovery, where I read books about the intersection of cultures that make up who I am, and then discuss what I've learned with the rest of you. The format will be that of a similar to a talk show, where I have a monologue, a dialogue with my amazing and beautiful partner, Erica. The E-N in the energy podcast. We may even have episodes where we have trialogues. Yes, I just said trialogues, and I don't even know if that's a word or not. Like I said, this podcast could be a shit show. Within this shit show, I have make up words and terms as I go along. Finally, we will end it with interviewing a guest to highlight some of their talents. During this first monologue, I do want to address some important things. Well, at least important to me. For example, I would like to discuss anxiety, depression, and kindness. Yes, I said kindness. Some of my friends would joke around that I don't have a kind bone in me, but I do. Now, why anxiety and depression? Recently, I read an article postulating why it is that in our society there seems to be an uptick in anxiety and depression within our youth. However, I won't get too deep into the article, but I will give my personal hypothesis as to why anxiety and depression is becoming more prevalent in our youth today. I hypothesize that one of the reasons for why our youth are experiencing higher levels of anxiety and depression is because of their phones. How are phones impacting anxiety and depression in youth? You can look no further than social media. Go look at the comment section of certain posts and you tell me how you feel after seeing those comments. Comments filled with rage. Comments filled with people arguing all the time. Comments belittling each other. And of course, cyberbullying. We live in such a polarized society. And guess who is seeing these interactions on social media? The youth. 
the youth in our society are the ones seeing all of the all of the divisiveness and anger that adults are heaving at each other. So I don't blame youth for feeling anxious or depressed. So I ask myself a question. What can we do as a society to help the youth of today? What can I do on an individual level to help with the symptoms of anxiety and depression that are prevalent in our youth? What I can do is spread a message. And for me, the best way to spread the message is through this podcast. The message that I speak of is showing kindness. My hope is that this message of kindness reaches the ears of many. My hope is that I inspire others to show kindness. But why kindness? Kindness has been shown to have many health benefits. Kindness has been shown to positively impact both mental health and physical health. I know this because I just read a medically reviewed article on the topic of kindness and health. One of the best parts about kindness is that it is 100% free. So why wouldn't you want to do something that is free and may improve your overall health? With this being said, I'd like to issue a challenge to everyone listening to this podcast. Maybe one person, might be two, maybe ten, maybe a hundred. I don't know. We'll see. That's why I call this first episode Unknown. My challenge to you all is to complete an act of kindness. This can be showing kindness to others or kindness to yourself. Simple words like good morning, good afternoon, or good night while smiling at someone may have a huge impact. Or you can show yourself kindness through exercising, the same to sounds that relax you, or simply looking in the mirror and telling yourself a positive affirmation. Then, I'd like for you to make yourself a mental note of how you felt after that act of kindness. Now, before we go into the next segment, I would like for you to pause this podcast and take a minute to go outside. Notice the sights and sounds of your environment. If you're somewhere where you can't go outside, play some soothing sounds on your phone and imagine the place you would love to be. The beach, a park, a museum, up in the mountains with snow. This positive visualization can have a profound impact on your overall health as well. Ready, set, pause. So before I move on to our next segment, I'm going to explain what this next segment is about. This segment is about bringing on special guests, highlighting their skills, and uplifting different talented individuals from across different industries. For this episode of the podcast, our special guest works in the aerospace industry, and we're going to be discussing some of the great ideas that he has about taking the aerospace industry into the next level. Without further ado, I would like to welcome Kev, a.k.a. Poppy Kev. Welcome to the podcast, Kev. How's it going? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. How's it going for you guys? 
So far, so good. Looking forward to this interview. And looking forward Likewise. to the rest of this podcast. You ready to get into it? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So, for the first question, or actually first statement, tell us a little bit about your vision for the aerospace industry and where you want to take it. Uh, I guess my vision, um, I don't know if this is going to be my vision. Eventually, uh, I see that the way that things are going, I just see a trend in the direction of uh, combined technologies that would help alleviate uh, some issues that we're having inside the industry. Uh, so I see that uh, there's new technologies with artificial intelligence, uh, the internet of things, with everything being on the cloud. There's a whole movement of what we call the connected aircraft. So with connected aircraft, uh, it's able to synchronize multiple technologies together and we would be able to leverage those technologies to be able to streamline the efficiency of the, uh, the airspace system and the, the aviation ecosystem. Uh, as you guys probably have heard over the nightmare of holiday travel just recently, <laughs> yeah. um, how outdated our systems really are. Uh, we've been running on ancient antiquated systems for so long and I'm, uh, I'm both very uh, unhappy about what happened with stranded passengers and very happy that this got put out into the press because those things need to change. Now, how did you become interested in the career that you're in? Um, actually, I stumbled upon it by accident previously before this. I was actually working uh, in sports and uh, I realized I didn't like working in sports. I just like playing sports. <laughs> yeah. um, Big difference. It's, it's a huge difference uh, <laughs> trying to do all this stuff. And I realized that uh, I didn't really quite enjoy it. Um, and fortunately, I guess, or unfortunately, I was uh, laid off from that job uh, during the 08 crisis or whatever financial crisis and um, you know it took a while to find a new job but during my search I also wanted to ensure that it would be something that would be interesting and, and innovative um, which I didn't find in in sports really or working <laughs> in sports um, and I thought you know you know aerospace aviation sounds kind of uh, interesting it sounds like it'd be really innovative really cool yeah sounds really cool really you think that would be innovative that to only find how antiquated everything is <laughs> <laughs> but uh, over time I grew I grew to enjoy it um, and regardless of how slow things are pacing and stuff there's there are certain things that I can do to help alleviate the troubles of uh, the passenger experience um, flight delays and, and things like that and uh, that's pretty much uh, what I started to enjoy about the job where I find fulfillment because I don't believe that anybody should uh, be stranded and uh, you know that's unfortunately and I think every passenger would agree with you none of us like to be stranded of course not. or delayed or forgotten or right. canceled right. I think everyone's gonna think Ah, me. <laughs> yeah, you know the they, industry. <laughs> you know what they say, you can't be successful on your own. <laughs> there's no I in team. There's no I in team, but there certainly is a me, as Michael Jordan said. <laughs> <laughs> I see the sports references there coming in. There it is right there, right? <laughs> now, tell us what are some of the things that you like about the aerospace industry? Um, what do I like about the aerospace industry is that it enables us, since I work in the commercial aerospace side, uh, which is mainly aviation, aerospace, uh, passenger aircrafts, airplanes, 
whatever you want to call them. You know, looking at how things are in the industry and uh, the things that need to change uh, is basically for me the most fulfillment that I can get from all this is uh, when I solve those problems and uh, know that uh, you know you get as a, as a passenger myself, a person who enjoys travel. I certainly don't want to be in a flight delay or a flight cancellation situation, which I've been in. Uh, lost luggages and Not all fun. kinds of chaos that happens in the back end. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but I uh, kind of lost the question. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> the joy. The joy. The, what do you, what like, do you like about, about aerospace? Oh, so, um, you know, it's funny because uh, it's a love-hate, right? Uh, I, I, I feel it. I, I hate that those things happen. I love when I solve those problems. Uh, oh, I like that's, that. That's kind of what it came down to over time. Uh, in the beginning of my career, uh, I was like, there's nothing innovative about this and what I do. Dinosaurs. <laughs> 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 and uh, over time, I couldn't, I, I couldn't find a sense of purpose behind what we were doing other than, oh, let's make some money, right? Uh, and um, part of my job is, is sales. Uh, part of my job is purchasing. Part of my job is aircraft technology, uh, no, aircraft component leasing, all kinds of stuff that happens in the back end. But at the end of the day, we are resolving supply chain issues to ensure that flights are always going to be on time because without the components to get the parts or onto the aircraft so that it can function, then there's no flights, right? So uh, it plays a critical role um, in the world for you to even get your packages, your Amazon packages on time next day. Now everything's instantaneous. Same day, please. Same yeah, day. Yes. Same day. I'm, I'm sorry. Just I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> and I am. I'm so only, are they? I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> so it sounds like those are some of the things that you want to change in the aerospace industry, right? And so, Correct. what are your plans to make some of those changes in so, the aerospace industry? So, from the trends that I've been seeing with the connected aircrafts and new manufacturing technologies and the way that things can synchronize with cloud technologies. Um, I, I believe that eventually over time, the pathway to be able to alleviate the supply chain issues would be to integrate, uh, uh, what's the term I'm trying to look for here, or um, merge the technologies together. Uh, well, you can look, that, look at them at a as a standalone technology, but you can technically use all those tech, uh, all of those um, new ways of doing things and expand them into different industries, right? Or you can consolidate all those technologies together to help benefit one industry or multiple industries or however you want to go by uh, doing it. Um, and so to be able to alleviate the supply chain, I find that things like sensor technologies are getting better and better um, and the aircraft health monitoring systems are getting better and better. Um, such as the Airbus A350. Um, it has a ton of sensors on board. Basically, just think about your car as an example of when it knows that you need servicing for certain things, all the lights turn on. Got <laughs> it. Sound familiar, guys? They do. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Sounds very familiar. Um, uh, but yeah, with sensor technologies being out there, um, like, such as the A350 aircraft, where you're able to know before they happen right before certain incidents happen uh, traditionally the way things were done were uh, what we call flight cycles 
Um, so if you think about, we can we can relate we can relate this with or we can correlate this with cars, um, because cars kind of go through the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. You go through like you know your your hundred thousand mile mark or whatever, mm-hmm. your thirty thousand, sixty thousand, hundred thousand mile markers and stuff. You take your car in for service at those times. Does it really mean that there's something wrong with your vehicle at that time? No, but it's just a safety check or mm-hmm. just a check just in case and to keep your car in optimal shape. Well, that's also not an optimal way of doing things, uh, especially with aircrafts who are carrying passengers because when the aircraft is on the ground, it's not generating revenues mm-hmm. and people aren't able to get to where they got to go, right? So right. if you kept on pulling your aircrafts in for service before they actually even need service because of a flight cycle check, much like your car's 30,000, 60,000, 100,000 mile checks or whatever, we call them A checks, B checks, C checks, D checks, right? Heavy checks eventually at the, the, the tail end. A checks and B checks are at the beginning, C checks and over are known as heavy checks. Uh, however, it's not very efficient mm. uh, and it's very costly. Yes, Makes I was sense. about to bring that point up. It sounded like it was a very uh, wasteful way of doing things. Correct. And now with artificial intelligence and analytics software out there now um, and sensors, now we're able to have better predictive analytics to assist us and artificial intelligence to assist us because the way that things are, were done traditionally obviously is antiquated. Um, and it, there's a human being behind the screen looking at part number by part number, one by one. How many can a human get through in a day? I mean, it's hard for me to finish a book, so <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> Precisely, and there, there's so many books to read. As I Many unread on my shelf. <laughs> that would be very time-consuming. <laughs> I was like... Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of essentially um, where I see things that will eventually transpire in, in the future uh, with the connected aircraft, um, uh, data analytics, sensing systems, uh, to be able to move the supply chain to a state where it's completely smooth and it's able to eventually support itself in a more accurate ecosystem. I think the next question is, is more about, you know, how do you see yourself creating this process that you're envisioning? Oh, that one is a very, very tough one um, because I am also not an engineer. And that's probably one of the most challenging things is to, one, find the talent. And as we said earlier, you can't be successful by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a great idea, but uh, ideas are a dime a dozen in the world. Yeah. How you execute on the idea is going to be other part. The, the hard part of it. And mm-hmm. An idea is just, you know, you come up with an idea like easily. But to be able to implement something is always incredibly difficult, especially when resources are a constraint. Um, and being resourceful is obviously one step. <laughs> right. um, you know, trying to find people who believe in what you believe. If the vision is clear, the price is easy. Uh, mm. Is it really that easy? <laughs> You're going to get kicked in the face a couple of times before you succeed at anything, and that's just the reality. Um, that's where you got to be resilient, right? Yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah, uh, all those things about even your own personal development and discipline and staying on top of things and doing things all come into play. Um, and that's just half the battle, right? Like, let's say uh, how hard it is to wake up in the morning when it's 37 degrees outside. And, you know, that's California code, um, <laughs> you know, to, to go to the gym when you'd rather just stay, Not. you know, in the bed comfortable, <laughs> catching some good, nice quality sleep 
and being nice and warm under blankets, right? So, you know, um, you got to want to get up every morning and, and tackle those problems because you truly want to uh, mm-hmm. get to them. Um, so that's, that's probably one big step, uh, you know, hoping that our audience can understand that you can't just quit. Uh, you're going to get kicked a couple of times before you <laughs> succeed at anything and uh, yeah. well, you're going to fall down and you're going to fail you're going to stay in bed some days and then you're going to have some guilt so instead of living with guilt why don't you just get up and get it done mm-hmm. um, you know and try to try to do what you got to do um, you know because you'll live a, a much more fulfilling life um, you know the, the the mountain's always really really tall in the beginning when you're beginning your hike and, mm-hmm. you know but the greatest view is always at the top and uh you know, to get to the top, you have to go through the journey. Or maybe you can take an airplane. I <laughs> <laughs> like an eagle. And hopefully, thanks to you, we can uh, not be delayed. <laughs> yeah, but there's no fulfillment without the journey. Definitely. <laughs> exactly. Right, so, so there's going to be some cancellations, is what I'm hearing. No. Oh, well, well, well. <laughs> Sometimes. Avoid That's where those. my fulfillment comes in. There you solve go. It. <laughs> Teamwork. Try to avoid those cancellations. Yeah, yeah but trying to make that happen for us. Uh, on the regulatory level, some of these technologies are so new, and as you know, on regulations and when they're heavily regulated, right? Government, you know how fast government moves or how slow government moves. Oh, they're yeah. fast. Uh, yeah. When they want your money. Oh yeah, right. They're fast at coming to get you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's when you're trying IRS to get them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so uh, on the regulatory end, some of these technologies, uh, they're moving much faster than the regulations in the FAA in this case that regulates transportation for aviation aerospace sector. Um, they haven't really gotten there yet. Yeah. And so now they've had their, what, their seventh symposium with the European regulators. Um, trying to figure out how they're going to regulate all of this stuff, the artificial intelligence, all mm-hmm. kinds of things that are emerging, uh, or emerging technologies as they call it. Um, and so because they're heavily regulated, even your ideas have to come to a halt mm. Mm, yep. because you have to be in full compliance to be able to do these things. So in the meantime, hopefully it's not going to take another 50 years to, you know, go to the next stage but uh, as the famous American aerospace engineer Bert Rutan once said government typically cripples innovation I could see that absolutely because yeah. I was even thinking like what do you think is holding them back right from moving forward or moving faster and this is off script but like what's getting in the way are we scared as a government to let these technologies in as to what they could do if we don't regulate them? But like, we're also holding each other back from being able to move forward with innovative ideas like yours. Uh, correct. I, I think um, I agree um, that it does hold us back. But at the same time, um, since you're into policy too, uh, at the same time, you must also understand that it's here to protect and ensure our safety. And with all these tools and technologies emerging and how things are produced and manufactured, how aircrafts are produced today, um, and, and the new technologies such as 3D printing, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there, there's still no data, technical data to say like, oh, look, uh, this thing is as reliable as the old one or better. Um, so there's no 
consistent history of the those components installed on an aircraft to 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 say it or there's not enough test flights that have occurred mm -hmm. to test these products are uh, reliable and, uh, and until they can come up with a process and procedure and I'm not an engineer so I can't speak for that right right um, that that part will be um, unfortunately have to no, we're not unfortunately because you know, I'd rather be alive than dead. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Amen to that. <laughs> and so, you know, for for very good reasons on that end, um, there's there's regulations that would ensure our safety. Um, but on the flip side, uh, sometimes these regulations just don't make any sense why they would need to go through a certain process for certain things, uh, such as some projects that Delta Airlines is working on and now they're all fighting about who owns the data mm. does the government own the data does the aircraft manufacturer own the data does the airline who owns the aircraft and all <laughs> the interactions with their services right and software and web traffic or whatever you know who are actually collecting the real data is it supposed to be the airlines who own the data but how do we all come to terms and just say like look this is this is all, all of ours and and just come to peace with that um, right. idea but it seems everyone wants to monetize something and um you know but unfortunately we live in capitalism and not unfortunately capitalism is awesome uh to a degree um it's not perfect no no um, system is correct no system is perfect but uh this is the best one we've had through capitalism unless you want to live in a communist country that's <laughs> plenty and that's another topic <laughs> yeah last topic here with uh, <laughs> we hear enough politics already in society so uh, but politics policies kind of go true. hand in hand unfortunately and everyone has different beliefs right different yes values. exactly we're not all the same. We're all individuals with different ideas and the way we want to accomplish We're not a things. group. We're all just a bunch of individuals. I <laughs> <laughs> start getting into this rap flow with you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we have arrived at our final question. What are some of the things that would help facilitate the process of creating what you want to create? Process to facilitate? Um, ooh. It's a very tough one. Um, but obviously a lot of uh, market research you don't want to just jump into anything and part of your research is going to be uh, uh, for the younger audiences who are probably going through school and learning all these things uh, there's some very simplified one is a what's known as a SWOT analysis which is the acronym SWOT is SWOT uh, stands for strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats and that's how you're basically assessing things for your marketing plan and your business plans and everything just to be able to, um, I guess, uh, test the validity and feasibility of the model. And, uh, you know, what we talked about with government regulations certainly holds us back. So that's definitely a threat uh, to us. Mm -hmm. um, so the strengths and weaknesses are the internal factors, things that you can personally control. The opportunities and threats are the external environmental factors such as government and the economics of things that you can't control uh, in the market um, and so when you conduct your market research at the end of the day what you'll find is 
what are your challenges? Oh, mm -hmm. I see these regulatory threats. Uh, how do we overcome these threats? Is it possible to overcome these threats? Will this hinder your ability to secure funding from investors? Uh, because some investors won't want to um, spend the their money big. if the threat is too big or if the risk is too high mm -hmm. and it's going to take too long to get their return on invested capital, right? So yeah. it's like, why would I want to invest in your company when the regulations aren't even built out yet and it's going to take, what, 25 years or who knows how long? He said, 25 years, I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, they sometimes will rather find that they'd rather invest in an, another in another opportunity um, mm -hmm. and pass up on those. So those are some of those things that you got to take a look at in terms of the process. Um, so definitely do your research. Uh, you can jump into it with such a great idea. Maybe somebody will fund it, uh, but until the governments approve it, no one would use it. Yeah. Um, because they can't. So uh, biggest challenge is right there as I watch the evolution of all these technologies uh, emerging um, and uh, where the government wants to take it is still to be determined. determined. And how do you keep up with all this information? From being you, a nerd. <laughs> I mean, I'm a nerd too, but I'm a, that makes sense. I'm a nerd in different fields and same. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I see... I see the te technologies are emerging. I see that the regulators are taking action on mm -hmm. their seventh uh, symposium already. Um, not already, it's actually, yeah. A little yeah, behind, it seems like. Was, uh, they only do it once a year, so, you know, it's only been right, seven years. Seven years. Um, That's still pretty good. Sounds still like a fresh. long time, but, Yeah, it's you know, still fresh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so everything's still kind of fresh, and I'm not just looking at one technology, I'm looking at the convergence of multiple technologies, which, when they're all emerging technologies, there's no regulations and there's no uh, guidelines yet. Mm -hmm. to, to a lot of newness. To, yeah. Sounds to me like a trailblazing. Yeah, but you know, I'm not an engineer. I just see right. a concept. Um, and I see three different technologies that could be very beneficial in, in helping us uh, streamline the aviation supply chain uh, so that we're never short of components that allow aircraft to fly, uh, what we typically call an AOG situation. And AOG stands for aircraft on ground, which is the emergency for an airline. Um, airlines lose millions and billions of dollars a year from aircrafts not... Staying on ground. Yeah, from, from staying on the ground, not flying. Um, they, there's fees being charged at the airport for not leaving the gate on time, all these things, because it disrupts the flow of all the other incoming aircrafts that need to offload and pick up passengers. Mm -hmm. So um, airlines get charged fees and everything. And it's very unfair because this is a valuable service to society. When you have something very valuable, people would pay for it. Mm -hmm. Travel, transportation, logistics is critical to connecting the world. Yeah. Um, and allowing you to see your loved ones and friends and all kinds of different things and have the adventure of a lifetime. But yeah. uh, in a matter a, of a few hours. Right, in a matter of a few hours. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. for such valuable service that you pay for, you shouldn't be delayed or yeah. canceled on. Uh, and airlines take a huge hit. Uh, in 2014, there was a study that showed that airlines only make a 0.04% profit margin. Oh, wow, that's razor, wild. Razor thin. And it's still the same today because of the costs associated with all these factors from AOG situations. Wow. Have you, have you actually looked into how much what you're trying to create 
may impact that uh, profit for airlines? Yes, uh, and I know I'm not the only one. Uh, that 2014 study was outlined by Peter Thiel. Um, I believe he's a billionaire now. PayPal, former PayPal founder, uh, or at least a group of founders along with Elon Musk and everyone else, um, did this study talking about um, why he's doing what he's doing on his side. And it, well, he's not specifically just serving the aviation aerospace market, he finds that it's also a problem that airlines are only making a 0.04% mm -hmm. profit margin and that's outrageous for such that's a valuable slim. service. Mm -hmm. um, so he's doing what he can on the artificial intelligence side and the software side of things. Um, uh, well, I know there's a lot of controversy about, uh, about his company known as Palantir, especially in the stock market, but the stock market doesn't equal the economy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm no stock market expert, so... I'm just going by um, you know, what he's trying to create. And uh, one of the things that also hinders our ability to do things is money. Oh, <laughs> yep. Money is a great facilitator, though. What? <laughs> um, you don't money. say. So having the resources. But what's more important than having money is having uh, a strong enough desire. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's really your, your desire to, to see things through. Um, and just not giving up. Sometimes you're gonna fail, and a lot of times you will. Like I said, you're gonna get kicked in the nuts a million times before you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even appropriate for this podcast. How many yeah. children are listening to this? <laughs> this is for a mature audience only. Okay. <laughs> Except we're not mature, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's for immature audiences only. <laughs> An immature stands for I'm mature. Absolutely, <laughs> I am mature. Immature. Yeah. <laughs> just blend it together. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's not a simple, a simple thing to try to keep the lights on all at the same time. Is there a way that maybe private jet, private flight kind of companies can supersede this or like get there faster, or they're also waiting on the same regulations and mm, the same? It's it's still the same regulations because you're still flying. Um, and while private jets, you have a little bit more of a leeway just in the sense that you're not carrying a boatload of people. Right. Plane load of people, not boat, wrong transportation. I mean, uh, I hope it doesn't turn into a boat. That's a, a different uh, challenge. <laughs> but have you ever watched that one show? What was that one called on the KCAL 9 back in the days? Showing my age. KCAL uh, <laughs> 9. Well, I remember that in a minute. Baloo, Kid Cloud Kicker. What's that one called? Oh, man, I remember that. I remember that show, actually. They I got, don't remember they, that. They had they the seaplane. They called the Sea Duck. Yeah, so you're I think flying, I know what you're talking about. Basically, you're flying boat. You can land in the water. Yeah. <laughs> that's before my time. Emerging technology. <laughs> but that technology has been around, right? Sea yeah, the otters. Um, there's like otter planes and stuff like that. Yeah, you, that's true. If you've uh, ever yeah. been up to, you know, the Pacific Northwest, they fly in and out all the damn time. Yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah, Kenmore Air. No, no free promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or Harbor Air in Vancouver, you know. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a certainly a lot of uh, a lot of regulation for every segment because uh, private jets and certain things they still have to fly at a certain altitude. Um, and with commercial airliners flying above thirty three thousand, thirty five thousand feet, um, you know, and you know, general aviation, which is smaller airplanes that you typically see, like sports planes that people have, private mm -hmm. planes that just flying around, not even like super fast jets, right? You see the recreational ones out of like Almaty Airport or something. Right, right. right. Um, those, those guys 
they're not allowed to fly over a certain altitude and that's how they regulate air traffic Right, so you have helicopters and whatever, you fly at this height and this height. And now you're seeing, also seeing like a flood in, you know, drone planes, right? The mm-hmm. ones like, that people want to have on the, from their own home, right. know, controlled and all that stuff. And there's only, you, I mean, it flies pretty high, but there's also the dangers of you colliding with another aircraft. Right. Um, so, but all those things um, had to wait on policies as well and regulations so it's still some time you're, you're seeing now uh well some some people i've heard of uber elevate i'm not sure if you guys have heard of that Actually, you never have. have um so uber ended up um creating this concept uh for point-to-point connections for short haul flying just like kind of like city to like within the city uh to fly over traffic because we live in such a congested area like you know just trying to get from here to tire shop five miles. No free promotion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a five mile ride for yeah. 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And so can you imagine trying to get home in traffic here in LA? And we, we lived through it. I mean, I, I do it Monday through Friday. And it sucks. Yeah. Right? So can you imagine <laughs> if you were able to just hail a ride from Uber, little, I guess they call them uh, electric vertical takeoff and landing vehicles which is basically a, they call them flying taxis but they look nothing like a car uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, how you consider taxi taxiing you know I mean it's not really a car taxi you can do <laughs> an air taxi and that's what it is an air taxi um, but they're able to get you um, to your destination let's say uh, two hours worth of traffic can be reduced to about 15 minutes um, wow and because they'll be flying you there and how that would work is through helipads at these big buildings like in downtown LA because um, mm. a lot of people work in those areas right mm-hmm. so they would basically just drop people off on top of the buildings and pick them up and from the top of the buildings and the booking system is going to be through the app on the phone right so wow um, that's how their ticketing system would work it's basically just everything's mobile now right talking about emerging technologies or current technologies and uh, how everything's going to be connected um, you can hail a ride just by clicking it on your phone, just like ordering a regular Uber car ride. Yeah. And, um, then you can merge all those technologies together as well and just say, like, look, I don't even need to own a car anymore. I just call an Uber who takes me to the helipad, drives me there, drops me off. I take the elevator upstairs and then hop on an airplane. And off I a go. A small airplane. And uh, it's an electric airplane. And, uh, oh, that's wow. good. Yeah, and it'll take you to your next building point uh, that's closest uh, to where you gotta be. And wow. if you need, if it's still too far, guess what? You can you just, just bump another one. You can get another Uber ride, right? Like a car ride. And uh, you know, um, maybe in the future, we, you know, even though it's trying to dodge traffic, maybe we wouldn't even need a car. <laughs> maybe there won't be traffic <laughs> anymore. So Who maybe knows? we will get to the Jetsons. Right, and that's exactly Finally. what it reminded me of the Jetsons. Yeah. Right. Instead of living Thought in the Flintstones age all day, which I is what we currently do. Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. <laughs> I'm ready to Yeah, yeah, right but, out yeah of but here. don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, but with all these things happening, uh, it's a very exciting time to be alive, um, unfortunately. Hopefully I'm still alive when all these things actually get approved by the regulators. That would be, that'd be great, you know? We see it come to fruition. We see it on the right. cartoon for 10 years, and then... 
50 years later we see it come to life that's, right that was great <laughs> i mean isn't that life. what's happening now today anyway uh, yeah when you look uh, at like virtual reality right you got oculus out now and back then everything was just a figment of the imagination seen on a, on a movie yeah it yes. used to be what sims yeah yeah sim world and like roller coaster tycoon yeah tycoon, yep. tycoon. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah like yeah from, from the sci-fi world yeah and now everything's right like simulators are actually getting better the sims right these simulators yeah. are now you know virtual reality augmented reality yeah. now um, you're really dodging stuff right yeah. <laughs> and uh you know that stuff is even being leveraged in, in in many industries from medical to aviation aerospace yeah uh whereas you know a, a doctor can perform surgery or at least uh, mimic surgeries and stuff uh using Practice. Virtual reality yeah. uh, for practice, or even augmented reality for for better visual real reality. Yeah. Um, so much like a doctor performs that on, on human beings or animals or whatnot, uh, on the aviation side, the mechanics and technicians use it on performing their quote unquote surgeries or maintenance for the aircraft. So it uh, augmented reality glasses are being used where you can actually take a look at like the engine. And uh, the mechanic is supposed to remove a certain component, and they're supposed to follow a manual. Well, you don't have to carry an iPad, or you don't have to, or maybe an iPad, but you don't have to carry like you know maintenance manuals with you and read through them and say like, oh, how did I do this job again? Right? AR glasses. Right. It'll be able to highlight. Let's say it says uh, remove this engine seal number three or whatnot. It'll highlight the thing just because it knows what it looks like, and it's gonna tell you exactly how to do the procedure. So this minimizes human error. Yeah. And uh, this is leveraged technology, right? So there's there's a lot happening, and I just find it as a it's a very fascinating and fun world uh, that we're entering in, in aviation aerospace or in in general uh, what we call Industry 4.0. So we're we're embarking on the fourth industrial revolution now. That's um, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, Kev. Well, I learned a lot today. I nerded out. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I learned a lot today. Thank you. <laughs> Man, thank you, Kev, for, for really enlightening us on, on this whole um, thing. I had no idea what you were working on. Well, I had some idea, but I, the detail, the amount of detail that I learned today, I was like amazed by everything. So, thank you for being you know on the podcast today. Appreciate you as a guest. And, um, well, maybe we might invite you back for a future podcast episode, maybe on some. You know law? Maybe law? Oh, Maybe. wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm more than welcome to nerd out with Maybe you guys. Maybe some uh, policies uh, or some cults. How do you know all my favorite topics? <laughs> <laughs> I took Jeez. a wild guess. I took a wild guess. <laughs> Very wild guess. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. I'd uh, love to join you guys again and nerd out again next time. For sure. I'm down. For sure. <laughs> if you are with us up to this point, thank you. As this was definitely a lot more challenging than I thought. For this last segment, I want to make sure that I included my partner, Erica. Hola. <laughs> it took a while, hon. <laughs> it took a very long time to come up with this episode and put it all together. But thanks to you, it has actually come to fruition. And here we are with the last segment of this podcast, this outro. Yeah, and tell the people why it took a while. Because it did, but we interviewed Kevin back in February. And now we're here in December when the Niners play the Eagles, and you know who won that that game. <laughs> Love football Sundays, by the way. So I'm glad I have a partner that can I, I can watch a football with as well. 
Now, why did it take so long? I don't know. <laughs> Stop doing the German voice, Hermancito. <laughs> took a minute because we were in transition from one location of California to a whole other one. Yep. So from south, we came up north. And when you think about how far that journey is, you could take it all back, all the way back to my parents, at least for me. You know, all the way from El Salvador up to Sacramento, whatever thought. I don't <laughs> think my parents would have ever, like, ever saw that for me. Yeah, and it took, you know, all those uh, life changes just, and learning how to even do podcasting. Trying to figure out how to record, where to record, what to say, what to do. But here we are. We figured out some pieces. Yeah, there was a lot of life events that happened in between. Then and now, there definitely have been some struggles, you know, settling in, opening up boxes, being up here for a few months by myself, then you joining in like June, mm -hmm. and still not even completely settled in, and it's almost been a year, mm -hmm. and our lease is coming up basically. <laughs> we got to renew a lease. We are also hoping that, you know, we don't get our rent bumped up too much, hopefully, because yeah. we just went through this uh, whole process with a new management company, so... Hopefully, you know, they don't, you know, um, raise, raise it too the rent high or too high on this. Yeah. And on top of that, the other pieces to that, I think, in regards to just life in general, you know, a lot of people probably don't know this, but, you know, I, I did get into a car accident, you know, and I definitely come my blessings every day. That was a hard part to go through. It was a few weeks of me feeling down and out as well because it was tough to have my poor baby my poor car crashed but fortunately i'm here mm -hmm. and that's all there is to say about that and i think that's another reason why you know this took so long is because of all those moving parts moving pieces setbacks even but even then we're still here we're still trying to thrive and i think we're starting to see the fruits of our labor and we are happy to announce that we are in the process of getting our office set up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, don't you? <laughs> they probably thought it was a bigger announcement, but it's not. <laughs> He's bought some new chairs, so we're looking forward to a new table. Um, so I really do appreciate you all listening and staying tuned for the next episode. And with that being said, it took you that long to come up with this... <laughs> sure did <laughs> all right i'm out y'all bye everybody easy, bye to our energy podcast while our world and yours will internally last